Gate 7 International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiakos FC and Greek football. The first day of training is when I realized, oh, this is why they win the league every year. When I, I spoke with Kevin, if I'm going to sign or no for Olympiakos, I said, you're a pretty good deal, like my friend. I can't speak, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, boys and girls? Gate 7 International is here live post-match for Olympiakos Panathinaikos. Dreadful 1-0 loss in the Derby. Three games against Panathinaikos this season. Zero goals for Olympiakos. Not a great streak. Not a great streak at all. And guys, we're going to get into that in just a little bit. But before we move on with anything post-match or before I start opening the lines up, don't forget, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell at the bottom right uh, corner of the screen so that you can get notified every time we go live, every time we do something on the channel, whether it's an Olympiacos DC live stream, whether it's a live episode, whether it's a new video short that's being posted. Hit that button so you can stay updated. Subscribe so that you can help build the global red-white Olympiacos community. Now, boys and girls, a couple of quick housekeeping items, some things maybe that'll lift your spirits a little bit before we get into the ugly stuff. Olympiacos DC had a huge 6-0 win over the weekend. They are undefeated in UPSL. That's 4th Division U.S. Soccer. And Olympiacos DC is chugging away this season. Two straight division finals in UPSL competition. They're looking to do much better than that this season, and they've already started off very well. Additionally, we had the B team with a big win, 2-1. So we like seeing some Olympiacos teams win. Boys and girls. We also want to thank our sponsor, Piraeus International. For anybody that needs any type of shipping, whether it's to and from Greece, olive oil, cars, packages, you name it, call our friends at Piraeus International at 410-675-4696 or send them an email to sales, S-A-L-E-S, at PiraeusIntl.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into it. Let's get into the ugly, ugly, ugly scenes we just saw today. one nothing. Olympiacos versus Panathinaikos. couple of you checking in already. Manos, good to see you, buddy. Uh, the only pleasant thing that's happening so far, seeing you guys check in. Kevin Milaras, where is Petro? Guys, Peter, as we mentioned already, uh, Peter is a PhD. Uh, he's a PhD candidate, so he is actually doing research in the Arctic. He's with the Penguins, guys. He's hanging out where it is below freezing. Poor kid, but he's loving life up there. Peter will be back before you know it. Don't worry, everyone. Oh, yes. So, comments coming in already. Sad thing is that I think many of us expected this today. Yeah, a lot of us were worried going into this. That's for sure. Mano coming in again. I haven't seen a worse Libyakos than that. And yes, I'm including the Hazi team, even though we, have, we haven't won the title. 22 years of age. Look, it was It was bad. And I have seen, I have seen all over social media people saying the same thing. This, this was reminiscent of uh, Beznikazi. In our chat with Lambro, in our chat with uh, our WhatsApp group, Lambro said the same thing. Lambro also said that this reminded him of Hazi. 
So Lombardo's not going to disagree with any of you there. Uh, no, you are so right. Peter did not have to see that performance. And we're all, he's better for it. He is way better for it. Guys, I I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say about this. Do I say the same thing we've been saying for the last couple of weeks? Do I keep saying that? Well, look, maybe maybe let's start from the beginning. Let's start with the lineups. When the lineups came out, there was a big surprise. And that big surprise was the inclusion of Mamadou Kane in the lineup. Now, I don't think a lot of us at this point in time were really surprised that maybe he made the start over Mahdi because Mahdi hasn't been very good all season. But it definitely sent a signal about something else. And when we saw Jan Mvila and Kane, and then, of course, Agibu as our midfield setup with no real creative player, because as we all know, Agibu is not the most creative player. He runs a lot, he presses a lot, but we have way more creative players that are on the pitch. All of our creative guys were on the bench. Fortuny, Corvallo, and Valbuena. So our top goal contributors. Well, minus Fortuny, who's been injured most of the season. You guys have seen the stats that we've been posting on social media. There are top contributors. Yorgos Masuras, who also is, uh, in terms of goal contribution for the season, best on the team, non-penalty goal contribution. So he was on the field. But our other creative guys, Carvalho, who is, in terms of his expected goal contribution on a per-90-minute basis, the best on the team, did not start this game. Now, in a few moments, guys, I'm going to drop a link because I do want your opinions. I'm going to open the lines up. I'm rolling solo today. And instead of listening to myself talk this whole time, I want to hear what you have to say. A lot of you have plenty, plenty, plenty of stuff to say. And I mean, the com- the the comments are already filling up. So I want to give you guys your opportunity to, to, to say something. And if you're not comfortable, go ahead, dump it in chat because we're gonna get we're gonna get into your all of your comments. I'll get into them uh as as fast as I can because they're they're coming through. You guys are 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 putting some big ones here pretty quickly. But we'll do that. Now, like I said, I'm gonna drop the link uh and join me whenever whenever you're comfortable, whenever you guys feel like it, hop on in. Uh I'll ask you a couple of questions. We'll see maybe how you felt. Maybe, maybe perhaps. You guys have a different take on this than I do. But go ahead. The link is live. Click on it. If you want to come up here and share your thoughts, I'll bring you on board and you can share your thoughts. Now, going back to the lineup, like I said, once we saw that midfield, even with Gary and Masuras, forget forget everything else. We see that midfield. We see Gary. We see uh, Yorgos Masuras. We see uh, Youssef El Arabi at the number nine that midfield signaled something to us. And that was that this was going to be a pessimistic match from Pedro Martins. Yeah. We saw it coming, boys and girls. A lot of us weren't feeling too good about this game before we came into it because Pedro Martins has become very pessimistic. Some say he's losing the plot. Some say maybe he's just afraid to lose. Some people say that because the because of what happened with COVID early in the season, because of what's been going on, we're doing the best we can with the situation we were given. All I'm going to say is 
our chickens are now coming to roost. Getting by by the skin of our teeth in games where we are relying on wonder goals by the likes of Agibu Kamara, by the likes of Cisse, uh, especially. I mean, Cisse almost bailed us out again today. He gets the header on the uh, in on the uh, corner, and but of course, uh, it was a push off. I mean, he missed the the head anyway. I don't know what else to say, guys. I don't know what else to say. There's a lot of questions, a lot of stuff coming in here. Uh, Lucky's got my loss. Which team look? Which team look like it has had the same coach for four years? Embarrassing. Yeah, you're not wrong, buddy. Manos G7. I can accept this year's performance. I just can't see any reason to be optimistic for next season. The team was at a nine t- nine out of ten level two years ago, and now four out of ten. We are sick. Yeah, it's a compilation of a lot of things. Some some bad transfers that came in. Yeah. Uh it, it's it's crazy. Uh, another one from Kevin Milaras. Garalis from Sport FN said, uh, really to the point, by the way, we are the worst champions with over 10 points difference ever. And I mean ever. He's not wrong. We've been saying this all season. We're going to win the Greek Super League. Bach lost again today. So we're gonna maintain, <laughs> we're gonna maintain our lead at the top. But this is the worst. If if assuming we do win the title, which it looks like we will, there's a very high probability, very very high, ninety nine percent chance we win the title at this rate, even though we look terrible. This will be the worst team. This the worst Olympiacos team I have witnessed win a title in my life. I cannot think of any Olympiacos team that won a title that looked as bad as this team does. I agree with that one hundred percent. Vagulas 12, what was the point of subbing El Arabi at halftime? WTF. Look, my man, a lot of us had some questions about that. I I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say about that. That confused me too, guys. Look, subbing El Arabi off, look, uh, the, I only have two explanations for you guys. Um. First explanation is that El Arabi asked to be subbed off. This this game got physical. He was on the end of some shoves here and there. Maybe he asked for a sub. That could be one. What I think is more likely is that uh, Martin saw that um, El Arabi was starting to str- was struggling. He did have a couple of nice plays. He had that beautiful ball in the first half when we were pinned in our third. That sent uh, Jan and Vila, who then unlocked Gary Rodriguez on the side. Uh, but besides that, he was he did mess up a lot. I mean, he couldn't keep he couldn't keep hold of the ball. He couldn't keep possession very well. Uh, so that I think that was more it. And he maybe the hope was that with Tequino running and then the subs, the triple sub that he was planning on making, maybe he was hoping more service would get brought in uh, to the box. All of these are different. Uh, are different possibilities. I do see some comments here about Jan and Vila, or sorry, not Jan and Vila, about uh, players like Madi uh, starting. Um, yeah, I, you're, you guys are right. It was, it is Ramadan. Uh, that's correct. So that is, yes, that's, that's how it happens. Guys, look, th- this has been happening. The substitutions like this for withholding players because they're fasting from Ramadan. It's not new. It's been happening uh, well before this year. You know, do you really want a player on there that's maybe not that 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 isn't 
that doesn't have uh, substance in him that hasn't eaten. Look, and also Mahdi was hasn't been playing that great this season. Do you really think much would have changed if he was on the field? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no there. But we do have. I'm not running solo anymore, boys and girls. I've got Costa here. Costa, how are you doing, buddy? What's happening, my friends? Can you hear me? Okay. I can hear you perfectly, man. I'm so sorry you had to spoil your vacation with this game. <laughs> I've been having a good time, man. Um, I watched I watched bits of the first half. Um, I have practically no Wi-Fi connection, so yeah, I managed to watch bits and pieces the first half, and um, I was. I went for a jog second half, actually, because the Wi-Fi was so bad and I was listening on the radio. And all I can say about the second half is I think it, it was all Panathinaikos. I only heard Cissé's name yeah. a couple of times, Socrates, Vachlik and Valbuena uh, when that collision happened. But otherwise, it was just like I was listening to a barrage of Panathinaikos possession. I think I, I read statistically they had around 60% possession higher the entire higher. game higher higher it's it it's insane and unacceptable um, completely i i fully agree and you know i could i could go on a massive rant and talk about how how shit things are it feels like we're getting a bit repetitive in that sense but this is this is what i want to say um i really hope that the club owner the board and everyone at Olympiakos HQ is as upset as all the Olympiakos fans are tonight. That they cannot possibly see that performance tonight against our arch rivals and accept that things are going okay because we're top of the table and everybody else below us is crap. We we can't hide behind COVID. The team's tired, etc., etc., etc. Anymore, we need to look in the mirror. Mistakes have been made. The squad is too big. The manager's completely lost the plot. Like, is this the same manager we had two years ago? How many more free passes is he going to get? Is it all his fault? Probably not. But what I see and I continue to see is a coach that's scared. Where on earth did Kane come from today? He wanted to play with two defensive midfielders. Where, where did that come from today? Yeah. And like you're too scared? You're yeah. too scared to play with a, a, a six, an eight, and a ten against Panathinaikos? He's scared. Could it? We're the, we're the team with the biggest budget in all of Greece. This is the most inflated budget we've had in years. It's unacceptable, man. But that's yeah. it. My, my main point, my main point is I hope the people at HQ are as upset as we are. And no more, no more we're plus 11, you know, like, no, man. Like, Martins is lucky that the next game is in Duba. He's lucky that the next game is in Duba. I can't, right now, I can't see us beating Balk. Balk always seem to have a mental edge. Like, they seem to be better prepared mentally whenever they face us the last couple of years. Yep. And 
uh, I, I can't see us beating them. And, and I'm saying, again, we're lucky that we're going to Dubai and, the, and that the game's not a Karaiskaki because things could turn ugly. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know what... I don't know what the next game is after after the cup game. I've got it's it's Easter, so I guess there are no games. Uh, Jan and I uh, this I think, weekend. I think following the cup game, it's Jan and I again. That's it, mate. Those, those are my <laughs> that's my post match for you right there. Yeah, listen, uh, I, Costa, I, you brought up some things that I talked about already with the midfield pairing. As soon as we saw Kane and Mvila and then Agibu as the 10, all of our creative guys on the bench, we posted all of those stats about goal contribution, where it was coming from, who it was coming from. All of our most creative guys were on the bench. What We knew it was going to be ugly. Aside from Yorgos Masuras and then Gary Rodriguez as our wingers, this was going to be, it, it wasn't going to be the most innovative game. But aside from that, Aside from that, it's just some 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 very weird decisions that have been made. I, I I'm not sure. I'm I don't know, Costa. This is I'm I've had a lot of patience. I feel like I you know, I'm I'm one individual that has been a lot more patient than most, at the very yeah, least. You and you and me seeing both. this you, exactly. Even even Costas Llanos. You know what I mean? You know, Lambro Lambro and Peter have kind of been blowing blowing yep. steam off at, for a long time now but we've been very patient the three of us yeah and this this game today made it just made me sick i understand you know when have we ever gone away in a derby in the last few years and played scared dude we haven't scored a goal against this in three games. i don't know if you mentioned it already i right? did i did i mentioned it it's it's terrible i mean you I, I like the joke that you had when we were uh, talking before in WhatsApp about uh, the the mid block, right? <laughs> it's Dude, like the th- to 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 your to your point. Like when I saw the lineup, I thought, "Hmm, okay, he's gonna play Kane as a six as a holding player, and then Villa's gonna be in kind of a free, you know, a role in the middle where you know he does his thing, like he gets the ball moving." possession and Agibu is going to be the eight in a four three three and then I, I told you like I didn't have a, a a good a good Wi-Fi connection to watch the game but from the bits and pieces that I saw I noticed that Envila was playing the six and and Agibu and Kane were playing in front of him and I thought what yeah like in what world does that make any sense and then the mid block it's a joke mate it's like you just have the entire team waiting on the halfway line. Exactly. It's and very then, generous. And, it's very generous to yeah. call it a mid-block. Guys, when we say mid-block, we mean that the players technically, just like against Fenerbahce, the players are sitting around the midfield circle, and then when the ball is brought there, they're supposed to be pressing. But today, they just sat there. They didn't do anything else. They didn't so press. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, it's it's it was absolutely crazy. But continue your thought, Costa. I just wanted to make sure I explained no, that. To the listeners. No, no, you you, you you were. I mean, you, you made the point, Ari. When when Panathinaikos were crossing the halfway line, you thought, all right, this is a mid block. Like what happens is, as soon as they get near the halfway line, we press, and, and we were walking. Like there was no press, no intensity, no nothing. Um, that that was the story. You know, analytically. Defen- defensively yeah yes but 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 on the off- offensive side 
again, from the little that I watched and what I was hearing on the radio, you correct me if I'm wrong, anyone, we were just passing the ball around the back and the ball would go to Lala. Lala would play a long ball. Yep. Someone connected with it. We lost the ball. Start again. Pantanaikos has the ball. A couple of times, Rabchuk made a, like a decent cross into, into Masuras and Masuras made a cross instead of shooting. But just no, no ideas, no creativity. And as soon as the ball kind of gets to the halfway line, we didn't know what to do with it. Just hoof it yeah. up top. And that's what it heard, That's what it sounded like on the radio as well. It's just, you know, Olympiacos regains possession, hoof. We lost the ball again. We're on the back yep. foot. Honestly, and that's and how that's- it was. We couldn't get the ball forward. Like it would, it would either be a mistake. Somebody would make a bad mistake or slip or a bad pass. I mean, we only had a handful of great moments of ball movement going forward, and that was you know, a lot of those were in the first half. Whether Masuras runs being rewarded, um, the El Arabi ball when we were pinned in our third, he played it up to Jan and Vila, who then played that. That seemed like a dangerous ball. You know, I mean, Gary needs to do better playing Masuras. A little bit quicker. Also, Masuras needs to be off on sides and stay there. And, and also, in the beginning of the game, Masuras cannot miss that. He cannot whiff that first opportunity. That could have put us up one nothing in the beginning. But look, the lot of lot of bad things, but a lot of consistent things. The I said this right before you got on Costa. The chickens are coming to roost. Every the unsustainable results we were getting before are coming to us now. The wonder goals from Agibu Kamara aren't there anymore. The wonder goals, Cisse can't save us every game. He was playing number nine at the end of the game. Right? At the end of the game, he was getting four. It's it's this is unsustainable, you know. And now and now the the unsustainability is catching up because we're not getting those things, those res- eking those results out. I mean, we've won one playoff game since the playoff yep. started. That's it. We we drew Ike, we drew Yanina, now we lost. And we barely beat Adis. We have to say that. It wasn't a convincing win. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you for bringing that up. I mean... Look, Costa, before we get further, our co-host, Costas Llanos, also had some comments. Uh, his video is uploaded now. So, uh, guys, we're going to let Costa's video air. You guys can hear his thoughts, and then we will continue the conversation right afterwards. Matches between Olympiacos and Panathinaikos are hardly a derby these days, but tonight's Olympiacos team definitely made it look like a derby. Uh Olympiacos are in quite a downward spiral. Their performances at the playoffs definitely do not match their performances in the uh, normal period. Uh, another sorry show from Olympiacos, who should have not been struggling against the Panathinaikos side of this caliber. It just seems like um, that Ludogorets game from the uh, Champions League. Uh, what was it? Uh, third round qualifier. It just, it was basically a warning of what's to come, really, I believe. A team of players, perhaps, that had completed their circle at Olympiacos and should have been gone a while ago. Because, well, I'm not going to say they didn't want to be at Olympiacos, but like I said, their circle had been completed and they wanted to go for bigger and better things. 
and it didn't happen. And because they stayed longer, even though it looked good for Olympiacos because they would have high-quality players, their heart maybe is not 100% in it. I mean, who's going to pay now all that? Is Agibuka Mara surely going to be commanding such a high fee? Will Pedro Martins be, uh, be a manager that the big teams would like to, to sign after this? Costas Fortunis, I mean, obviously he's been injured. Madika Mara didn't play tonight, but he has been quite disappointing throughout the entire season. I mean, who's going to command the high fee now from Olympiacos except Pape Abusise? There's something internally wrong with Olympiacos, it seems. I wonder about the play. I mean, there's a lot of quality in the team, but I do wonder about the players' mentality right now. Do they want to be at Olympiacos? Is their heart set on it? Because they sure as hell are not showing it on the pitch lately. There's going to be... Changes will, ha will need to happen uh, within the team. I mean, I watched uh, Olympiacos play a friendly against Shakhtar Donetsk, who hadn't played for two months. And uh, Shakhtar looked good against that Olympiacos team. They barely beat them, Olympiacos. When it comes to Pedro Martins, uh, it's... I'm starting to feel the same way I felt about Arsene Wenger during his last few years at Arsenal. It really felt like, you know, you got to leave while you're still on top because you're at risk of tarnishing your legacy. I don't know. I mean, he earned that contract that he had, but there's something wrong at Olympiacos right now that I don't feel like Pedro Martins is convincing that he can change it. He can turn this around. He's not one of those managers that can turn a crisis situation around easily, it seems. And I don't know, I mean, I don't think, I mean, Pedro Martin's still a luxury at Olympiacos and Greek League, but I don't know, maybe if he doesn't win the league, if he doesn't win the cup, or at least doesn't make the, doesn't make the final, maybe it'd be easier if he is dismissed so that Olympiacos can start preseason with a new manager instead of risking having him in the qualifiers for the Champions League and having a disastrous campaign in the qualifiers. Disastrous means no Champions League and no Europa League. If they don't even make the conference, then that's just, that's even worse than disastrous. I don't have a word for that. Maybe you guys do. But the truth is that if Olympiacos don't make it to at least the Europa League last next season, that's going to be a disaster. If they don't make it to the conference, that's going to be an absolute humiliation. I don't know if Pedro Martins can do it anymore at Olympiacos. I'm not too sure if his heart is really set on it, if he wants bigger things, if he wants greater things right now. So maybe the Greek Cup could be like the limit. You know, if you don't win the cup or at least make the final, because make no mistake about it, guys, Pauk right now are the favorites to go through. Pauk are... Yeah, they lost to Aris, but they have momentum going on right now. Like, Razvan Lucescu is uh, implementing his principles and his mentality and philosophy in that team, which is the opposite of Martins right now, who's kind of losing his grip. I don't know. Um, when it comes to the league, I still think Olympiacos are going to win it. I mean, there's an 11-point lead. But if they do mess up, I would not be totally surprised, if I'm being honest. Anywho, uh, big decisions Olympiacos need to make. Let's start with the manager and go all the way down.
Let's see how this pans out, but do not be shocked if some huge decisions and changes are made within the next few weeks. Well, thank you, Costa, for your words. Costa with a K, that is. And guys, I'll take this quick second or two to remind you, hit that subscribe button. Join the Gate 7 International Mission to grow the Red, White, and community and make it the largest international community for a sports team that we can, elevating Greek teams to new heights. That's exactly what we do here. I also want to quickly shout out Costa's interviews. Costa had a couple of interviews. He went to the the friendly with Shakhtar Donetsk. He interviewed a couple of players. He's posted some things on his Twitter, and we are going to be getting some videos together and posting those live as well so check that out watch the space so that you can stay on board with all of that information and gosta we got we got some comments coming in man they've just been rolling in uh i missed the, some of them i i haven't yet gotten to so i just want to read a couple and give a quick take on on some of these uh, so first uh first one is mario's k so what's the excuse martins is going to use now so can somebody answer me? Did he or did he not make post-match comments after the game ended? That's right. I, I didn't see it, but I also turned it off. I only gave it a couple minutes, and I turned it off to get ready for the for the live. But Lambro did say he didn't even show up for post-match. If, if you guys can – if anybody sat through the whole thing and if you can comment on whether he actually did come and make comments or not, please. Uh, but on Marios's K is question generally, what do you think is the excuse? Is there one? Is he going to give one? I'm lost for words, ma'am. Hey, you and me in, both. In that, in that sense, like, what's his excuse now? Who knows? There is none. There's no excuse. Maybe, we maybe. Weren't we, 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 we weren't good today. I, I, I don't know. Maybe he blames Ramadan. Maybe he blames Ramadan because some players, you know, maybe maybe that's it. Here, let's. Uh, I, we got more comments, man. So many more. We're going to get knocked out in the cup at this rate, so we might as well sack Martins right now, try and save our cup hopes. I know Lombardo and Peter would agree with this. How about you? Um, I don't give a shit. I said it before. I don't really give a shit about the cup. Uh, that's not the point. That there are there are bigger issues at stake than the cup, and uh, and. Costas, my namesake with a K, alluded to those more important points like, do we need to start the season with a new manager? Uh, what happens in, with our European campaign? We start very early this season. Mm -hmm. I'm, being, I'm being really honest with you. With this team, the way we're playing now, we are the exact thing that some people in the Olympiacos board are taking the piss out of, which is a Europa Conference League team. And I've been saying that since the beginning of the season, since Ludogorets. And again, my namesake mentioned that was a turning point in terms of realizing mm, what is this team capable of this year? Do we deserve to be in the Champions League? You only deserve to be in the Champions League if you get through all the qualification rounds because the teams you play against are proper teams. And then, yeah, okay, we're, we're a high-seeded team in the Europa League and we came up against, who was it? Slovan Bratislava, I can't even remember their name. Yep, no, that's and, it. And, and, and then we, okay, we, we made it to the Europa League group stages. But the Europa League is getting better every season. 
It's not going to be a walk in the park. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I haven't... I haven't come out, like, with a clear kind of position on... You know, I know on the last the last show you were asking guests, Martin's, uh, Martin's uh, stay or go. He's under scrutiny every single game until the end of the season. And I think a lot will depend on what happens in the cup. But I can't see the, the management sacking him for the sake of the cup. Right. They might I, sack I him. They might sack him if if he doesn't win the cup or if he gets knocked out embarrassingly by Balk. Maybe. But then but then who are you gonna find to come and join the team beginning of June? And then the only thing I can say to that is I hope the president is on the phone to Ernesto Valverde right now. And Valverde, you know, he's off, you know, doing his art thing and he's still not managing a club. That's the only hope that I have. But, 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 you know, Valverde has a very specific way of playing as well, which will take time for the players to, to, uh, to implement. And we remember what it was like the first right. time when we got knocked yep. out 3 0 by Anorthosi. Yep. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and anyone, uh, shout out to Betarades right now. They did an interview with Tasos Pados a few weeks ago. Go and listen to what Pados was saying about what you know what happened when Valverde joined the team. But I'm sidetracking. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we also got some comments about he uh, looks like Martins did come and make a press conference. Look at my eyes, DC. He took full responsibility, even with Costas Llanos uh, popping in and saying yes, he did. Martins made post-match comments. And uh, Cosas Llanos uh, followed up saying he didn't use any excuses. So, yeah, I mean, we got there's so many there's so many more comments. I can't even I can't even keep up with them. But here's one here. uh, And this one uh, resonates with me, Laki. Uh, and the panic move of throwing Valbuena and Fortunis together in the second half. Oh yeah, you you could tell the, that triple change. Yeah. That was panic. It was panic. And uh, I, I don't understand. I'm going to bring this up again. I don't understand how we could play this game without Carvalho in the team, in the 11. For If you guys did not see the data, maybe I can upload it pretty quickly here. But he is our best a- creator. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And he was not on the field in this game, in the tight game. All right, all right. <laughs> I don't know if you mentioned this already, but in the build-up to this game, there were articles in the press, like a couple of days, that Pape Cisse was going to be playing left-back. Just shows, like, what's going on in the manager's head. And what has gone wrong with this squad, the way it's been built. Like, that, that for me says so much. That Seriously, like, Cisse was training as a left-back? the last like for two three days last week and martins was seriously considering it what does that say yeah i i hear you man i hear you well you know sorry one more thing you know the fortunis valbuena thing you know what it reminds me of just just to have a giggle it reminds me of 
what was the name of that godforsaken coach that we had after Marco Silva left? Sanchez. Yeah. You remember Sanchez? He went to he went away or was it at home to Israel and played Dominguez Fortunis and like yeah. he played with three tens. Yeah. And we you know, we still lost. It just yeah, it just reminded me of that. It's like no yeah. hope. It's just like I'm just gonna throw creative players on and see what happens. Yep. Now, guys, we uh, we do have somebody that's here to air his feelings, but real quick, wanted to address this comment from our good buddy, Doron Tor. Wow, is Carvalho really good? that good for you? Listen, buddy, I just, I just told you, we did a whole, this past week, we had a whole bunch of stats that we dropped every day, different metrics uh, regarding goal contribution. And Joao Carvalho, in such a short time, when it comes to expected goal contribution per 90 minutes, he is the highest on the team, creates the most chances, and he is a very welcome addition. Thank you and Nottingham Forest for him because he is one of the only people that has some type of attacking flair for us that can create something. He's been surely a breath of fresh air. And uh, thank you again, Nottingham Forest slash Mr. Mighty Nikes for bringing him to Olympiaco. <laughs> but without further ado, let's bring in uh, our first guest who wants to share his views with us, Vitas Leonido7. Vitas, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, not so good. Uh, <laughs> not so uh, it, it was uh, like one of those nightmares where you're trying to scream, you know, and you can't get the scream out. And uh, it was like a slow-motion car crash. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I could see you weren't going to score. Um, and uh, But I was watching and watching and waiting. And uh, I think Martin's doesn't know how to motivate the players at this point. Um, we're a fair way ahead. And I think 50% uh, of, of, of a job of a manager is making sure the players are motivated for every game. It's not yeah. only tactical. And uh, that, it, it just seems we've taken our foot off the gas. And um, it was just horrible to watch. Horrible game. Yep. And, you know, it kind of last year when we had pretty much clinched the title by the second half of the season and the players had left the foot off the gas. We're like, we're sitting there like, come on. They look like they're in second gear. We couldn't, we didn't expect that that level of play, it could get worse than that. Cause to us, it was, man, we had just seen this. Even the first half of the season was pretty good by, by all metrics. But then this season came along and now this, and it just, it just seems like every time we think we've hit bottom, it just seems to get, it can get worse. We see that it can get actually just a little bit worse, just a little bit less innovative, just a little bit more disorganized. I, 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 don't, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, These are not I, the things I like to be surprised with. I, I, I think you brought up some good points before. I, I, I think that there was panic before and the idea of Cissé um, on the left. Um, and I think that, Martins was worried. He's obviously seeing stuff in training we're not that, that's not that positive. Of course. And I don't know what happened with Maddie, uh, but something obviously we we don't know about went on there. Um, yeah. Because he was obviously set to start for this game, but then some internal problem. Um, yeah. There was a comment here. Um, I think it was from Kevin Milaras. Let me pull it up. Because uh, there was a lot of comments about Ramadan, obviously. But uh, let me find it. I think it was Kevin that said it. But he had mentioned that Madi skipped a video session, a review session. And that's why he was left out. I can't, for some reason, I can't. Oh, here we go. 
This was it right here. Kevin Milara said, guys, Mati wasn't in the squad because he did not go see video analysis. I did not see that personally. So he wasn't will... on the bench either. Yeah. No, so, he wasn't in the squad, yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But a lot of people, the patience is wearing thin. There are a lot of people. I mean, here, this is a new one. Savracatos, uh, buddy, I think this is the first time we've seen you live, but if the team fails to win the cup, my patience from our teams will be over. And Vitas, you have somebody checking in to say hi. Cosas Papa Dimitri, our good friend. Costas. Yeah. Always engaging with us. I, I, I think, though, getting back to the fundamentals of the problem, mm-hmm. uh, we our, our, our fullbacks all season have, have, have been useless. Of course. And, and I know people have made apologies for that, and they said, yeah, but you need to give Oleg more time because he's a work in progress. But we don't have time for a work in progress uh, at, at, at fullback. Um, we, we, we need the fullbacks of, of old, you know, like Torres this like Holabas when he was on fire. We, we, we need fullbacks who can chip in with goals, not just make a little run and then pass back the way Oleg does. Um, or Kenny Lala, who sometimes he plays okay, but I mean, really, he's sort of like third grade fullback. Um, yeah. I'm massively disappointed in him in particular, actually, considering where he yep. came from. And I think those two positions are, are key, actually, um, because I'm okay with Tequino up front. Um, I think we're stacked in the midfield, but I think those two fullback positions have just let us down massively. No, you're right. And here, to your point earlier about we don't need a product that we have to build. We need something ready-made. Even if we were going to build one, right? We've, we've been hearing this Project Nutsimika's bullshit now, because that's what I'm calling it, for months. And how many times have we seen Kitos play? Yeah. Twice? I mean, this, this is getting ridiculous. If, if this is Project Nutsimika's, he surely should have been playing a few more games by now. Yeah, and especially now, because I think the league um, is in the bag. I, I don't think I'm being arrogant in saying that. And No, uh, Bob keeps finding ways to lose. And, and, and I think you want to put in the young players who are desperate to show something. Exactly, uh, I agree. At this point. And um, I, I don't know, with these B teams, it's a bit strange now because um, a, a lot of clubs are leaving quite promising players in the B teams just to get consistency there. But mm-hmm. um, as, as I said, I, I, I just think first thing has to be done in the summer is we have to sort out the fo- both fullbacks um, and have a plan because I think this has affected us all over. Um, another thing, um, El Arabi looked a bit slow today. For the first yeah. time, mm-hmm. uh, I've actually thought he actually looks like uh, not the player that I remember today. There was something very lethargic. He, he didn't look anywhere close to the pace. Um, I don't know if he's fasting or what, uh, but... Um, he, he looked very out of it today. And I think Martins would have brought him off after 15 minutes if he could have. But, you know, obviously it's massively accumulating. You never do that. But he, he didn't look anywhere near the game today. Um, I don't know what that's about. But, yeah. you know, contracts, you know, it's... Uh, I think I'm starting to come around with Costa now that maybe it's a bit overvalued um, considering his wages. But... Um, I think I it's just maybe he's just gone over the hill slightly today. It, it just looks like a slower player today. Um, yeah. He didn't look like he could do any damage to Panathinaikos. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, look, I've been a little bit more critical of El Arabi also this season in general because the production hasn't been there. And when I first heard about the renewal talks and the numbers being thrown around, for me it was 
I, I was like, no way, not with this production. No way we can give him the same money, let alone more money. Now, there's mm-hmm. two quick comments I wanted to get to real quick. Uh, one in particular, guys, um, this one's from DG14. Uh, if you guys saw the stats that we posted this week, uh, DG14, who actually is Red Al, as he says in the comment here, I'm Red Al from Twitter, who asked for the non-penalty XG stats per 90. And I said that, although I'm very afraid our coaching staff might not even know what XG and XAR, I unfortunately have been proven right. Thank thank Red Al, guys, because he's the one that gave us the idea for that set of statistics. So if you like those and it showed you guys something that you thought was interesting, uh, that was actually from his idea. And there's a comment here from um, uh, Ahira Mazda. Nikolakopoulos said that he, Kitos, isn't in Martin's plans. So between Kotsis and Nikolakopoulos, we're getting two completely different stories here. One says it's Project Nutsimikas. The other is saying he's not in the plans. Don't you love it, Costa? Don't you, don't you love it when, uh, when your insiders uh, are mean, giving conflicting info? I love it. I mean, Cissé is the starting left back now, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know going That's into the right. game. I mean, I said I've been confused all week. It's like, okay, we're going to see this. And look, we've talked about the wingback situation pretty much consistently, like throughout, yeah, throughout the year. Um, And more recently, we said you can't, you can't, uh, you can't expect more from Oleg if there's no competition behind him. Exactly. Because I actually think that Oleg had a really, you know, a good development from the beginning of the season to December. I think he was a critical player in our in our Europa League campaign. He got the goal against Antwerp in the first game. He got the assist for Tiquinho's goal against Fener. So I think he, you know, limit up like he he did well going, uh, you know, going into Christmas, and you know after that, mate, when when you're a player that's just, you know, you're number one and you're playing week in, week out, two, three games a week, you're going to have a dip. And, like, he's a young player. I've said it many times before. He's that type of player that at Porto played on the left side of a three-man defence. That's the kind of left-back that he is. He's not mm-hmm. the kind of left-back like Jorgatos or Chimikas or, you know, players that have, started as left wingers or number 10s in Jorgatos' case and been brought back to play left back. He's never going to be able to, you know, beat the man one-on-one and play a pinpoint cross or whip it in from deep. He's just not that kind of player. But I've always believed he has potential. But you can't push that potential to come out if you haven't got somebody to light a fire under your ass. Exactly. Yeah. If you've yep. got no competition, you can't. As for Lala, I'm done, mate. Like yeah, I, yeah. I'm done. Like I've seen enough. I've I seen actually enough. gave Lala the benefit of the doubt the way you gave Oleg earlier, because yeah. I was like, "There's got to be something there." He 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 looked the real deal, like just visually. He looked, and and there's nothing. It's hollow. Yeah. Uh, it's his effort really because technically he's he's actually he's actually a pretty technical player he's got a very accurate cross fundamentally he's pretty sad but it's just like sometimes you see a soulless person on the field yeah yeah and and again i mean i think we've been spoiled with these fullbacks before we had uh you know it's so fundamental to me to have a fullback who can go past a player and put in a cross and i'm happy 
And we haven't had that this season. And I, I think because we've just got so much superior players to everyone else, yep. we're still top of the league because all the other teams are, you know, actually Panathinaikos, to give them their fair due, it seems they're, they're working with what they got fairly mm-hmm. well. Um, and it's very limited, but but it seems everyone knows their place and, and, and they're sort of above the sum of their parts at the moment. Um, we've got players on another level, but I do think that we're completely imbalanced at the back. Yes. And um, the idea of even putting Cisse on, on on the left, I think it was, before the game, that, that does speak directly of panic. I actually believe that rumour completely. Um, Me too. Because, but yeah, because I think Martin saw there was going to be a problem with goals before and Cisse has come in with a few goals and he was probably tempted to put him in the midfield um sort, sort of as a defensive mid I guess and then because at the end of the game you saw he was playing up front right yeah, um yeah. because Martin's obviously said just put him up there try and get it on his head uh, Who fit? He, he had the best chance of the game actually didn't he with that header that yeah. Just, yeah well and the Masuda that Masuda's chance in the beginning of the game was the that that still to me was like the chance right there he took Why did just, he control that I Why? don't know like just, just get just go just, just Freaking shoot it. And that's the thing sometimes with Masuras. Like sometimes I think he outthinks himself. You've he does the hardest part, like getting the run in, getting himself in the open positions. But man, it's just like make that decision. Just take the shot. Don't mm. don't take the don't overthink this. Mm. You know? Ah, that yeah, he, he doesn't have that killer uh instinct sometimes. Um, yeah, and, and he's got the pace and, and he, he's got a lot of ability, he's got a good build as well. But um El, El Arabi should have been there. Uh, for, for that, I, I, you know, he was probably all, what, like twenty yards behind the player. Yeah. I, I don't know. But um, we we needed a killer up there, um, Tikinio maybe to, to receive that. But I, I don't know. It's I, I think now for the cup, um, I, w- I want to know what you guys think about where we go from here. I don't see us winning the cup, man. I, that I'm being honest. That I I don't see. We have won one playoff game. We are lucky that we didn't lose another playoff game. And to be honest, we're lucky we even won the first playoff game to begin with. Mm. I I don't see I don't see how this team goes against Bauk, who is on a high. Look, guys, they lost they lost the in the UEFA Conference League, but they have gotten farther than they ever have in their history as a club. So we're going up against the Bauk now. That's feeling pretty good. They did lose to Aris today. They did lose today. But we're going up against a team that is in better form than we are, as far as I'm concerned. And for some reason, when we play against them, we seem to we seem to just forget how to play. Well, that seems to be just how things are in derbies for us anyway. But I don't know. I, I don't I, I just don't see us winning the cup. I don't see us getting past Balk. If we do, it's going to be a surprise to me. You know, the team has to show a reaction they have to show some ego Mm -hmm. on thursday when we play against balk i mean if i'm a football player all i need all i need to go out and play against balk is for my manager to put together a mashup of the things that luchescu said over the last couple of weeks about (laughs) Yeah. That's all I need. Yeah, That's great. all I need. I just, I just need to watch a mashup of everything that he said about Olympiacos in the last week about us, you know, uh, always, uh, always being favoured by the refs, and you know, Apple works for Olympiacos and all of this stuff. That's enough motivation for me to go out there and kill them. 
on the pitch in football terms. We don't that's advocate violence on Gate Seven International. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Ari. <laughs> that's all. That, that's all I need, like in footballing terms. It's an easy job for a manager, really, to motivate players to go out and play against both. Yeah, I just don't know why we never turn up. Yeah, that, that's what I was know? saying. I, I think that the thing with Martins that has disappointed me because I'm a big fan of Martins, and uh, I, I, I agree with him, you. And I met him, and he's a lovely guy. And um, but. One thing that I worry about sometimes is I don't think he can motivate the players properly because a lot of Greek football, especially the derbies, is motivation, passion, going in there, like, you know, all guns. Okay. And I, I, I just don't know what we, you know, like today, did it, I, I noticed very early on that um, Panathinaikos had a lot of possession and I was like, but why aren't we controlling possession? Why, why are we letting them pass? Why aren't we going in hard closing space? And I, if we do this with Pauk, it's, and Pauk is slow, by the way. Um, I, I actually watched them against Aris before because the game was on before. It was actually oh, scheduled yeah. properly for a change by the EPO. So, so I could watch the game before. And they, they are tragically slow, Pauk. I, yeah. I, I mean, very slow. Bezosvar takes like 10 minutes to turn around. It, it, it's, it's like watching um, uh, Tsiolis. Do you remember when we had him in the midfield? Oh, and, oh my God. He, he took like <laughs> four touches to turn around. Don't and and no, they're really slow. So all we need is to go in with pace, motivation. We can we can score four, you know. But I don't think it's there. I I I just don't, you know. As as Ari said, I I just I I think even though they lost to Aris, they've got the momentum, and and you know they're walking around with their big balls, thinking that you know they can take us on now. And um, it's gonna be. Sorry. Go go. On. No. I watched the Marseille game, or I watched bits of it. The, um, the away game that is and the one thing I will say about Balk is that at least at least they have some um, automatism I don't know how you say that fuck sorry in uh, in English but in Greek it's automatismos like you actually see some things that they've worked on the training ground when they move the ball forward and you know when they mm. when they interchange like they have a plan I don't yeah like, you don't see any of that on our team no. all season no. like you used to see it when Valbuena would kind of you know drift out to the wing and play those triangles with Fidense and and El Abdelawi doing the overlaps and all of those kinds of things but there's nothing now what the hell like, are we that's doing what I'm... analysis as well right because there were many times when we were just playing these lateral passes yeah and they were clearly passes forward and I remember distinctly Martin saying a few occasions we're going to go through the video analysis because there was options that we didn't take <laughs> What what is this? I, I I mean I'm just not seeing results of this. I mean maybe Maddie was right to miss the video and I was because like I I can't see what what we're doing to improve um, this. It, it it was it was almost like we were sitting on a two nil lead most of the game. How you know there was there wasn't yeah. much to go forward. Um, yeah. No, you're right. And even even we're down one nothing in the second half, and we have numbers forward. They have the ball in their back. Why? And our wing backs are still sitting. They're yeah. not pressing. I yeah. didn't understand that for a second. Look, we we probably could rant about this all night, but we are starting. We are coming on to about an hour for the show. It is about that time where we start winding down. And there's a really important question here in the comments that I want to get everybody's opinion on before we close up. Uh, and before we let you go, Vitas, uh, right here, this is from Ahira Mazda. Uh, what do you think the plan should be for the Bog game? Play with the first team players 
or do a rotation as the team did in previous cup matches. Vitas, you start. What would you do for the ball game on Thursday? First thing, LRB bench to keen you up from. Uh, that's the first thing. Um, see how Maddie is. Uh, if he, if you can get him motivated, put him back in the midfield. Um, I'm not sure about Envilla. We didn't mention him. I, I, I don't know if you guys spoke about him before I came on, but I thought he was very bad against Panathinaikos as well. Yeah, um, briefly, and- briefly. We discussed possibly Ramadan being an issue. Maybe no juice. All right. Okay. So maybe Bukalakis back in the midfield, motivated, uh, fighting, um, speed, attack, and just motivation is going to be most of the game. If if Martins can motivate the uh, the, the players, it's it's going to be a bloodbath out there. It's going to be a very rough game, I think. Yeah. Very aggressive, very old school Greek football, and I, th- I think it comes down to who wants it more at this point because tactics and everything's gone out the window for us. So I think it's just if the players can be motivated, I think we can do it. Because uh, uh, Balk are very slow, but I, I'm not sure after tonight. Yeah, Gosta, what do you think, man? There's what I think, and then what I think Martins would do. Oh, well, <laughs> that's that, that's always the case. So go ahead. What would yeah. you do? What do you think Martins is going to do? Again, man, I, I I said all you need to do to motivate the players for that game is put the video on and listen to Lucescu, and if that doesn't <laughs> If that doesn't bring out ego or a reaction, just just walk out the door. Yeah. Just don't bother getting on the plane to Thessaloniki if you're not fired up for that game. I, I agree with, with Vitas. I think you bring Bukhalagis back in. You bring in anyone that's got you know heart, passion. It's going to be one of those games, man. They're going to like. You can be sure as hell there are going to be mind games leading up to that. Uh, there was more today. You know, like the only thing Luchescu didn't say today after losing to Addis is that oh, it's Olympiakos's fault. Yeah, so, oh, you know, that's we, so true. We only we only had two days rest, and Addis has been uh, preparing for it all week. It's like like they didn't play last weekend. Like, I mean, he's gonna have his players riled up. It's gonna be very tough. Uh, I can see Martins going into that game with three at the back. Oh yeah, and well, then we and we always we know how that's going to end up. Yep. Somebody mentioned that in the comments. Uh, he did. He yeah. It was Red Al DG14 Red Al, and I'm I agree with you there. That's not going to surprise me at all. The comments right here, uh, DG14 says Balk three nothing win on Thursday. Book it down. We're going to play three four three. Bachlik Lala Manolas Cise Socrates Oleg and Vila Bukalakis. Yeah, basically an anti anti football lineup, and that's not going to surprise me in the slightest. Not one bit. I, I I'll be very tempted to put Socrates and Manolas just two at the back. Um, obviously Oleg and Lala. I mean, you know, and and Bucha. Put as many Greek players as we can in there, and uh, and and just go for it. Just war. But I don't know if Martins can motivate the players. Mate, after today's game, I would put I would put Lala in the same boat as Onyakuru. Done. <laughs> like. Versailles, Versailles, right back. Project Versailles, Project yeah, yeah. New Yeah, he actually played well at Project right New Torosivis, whatever. So like. No, but he's actually Versailles. I'm with you on Versailles. I, I, I like him. It was. Yeah. I like uh, him. He's got a good build. He's got a good build for a right back, and he's got a good and he technique. And he's a well right back. 
He did all right, man. I remember him from the City game as well. He did all right uh, at right back when he got put on. I'm a fan. Like I like Bursay. Um Yeah, me too. He I'd actually, like to see him. He's he was pretty nice up there on the goal contribution statistics. A lot. He was higher than I expected. So is he I, higher than Lala? Probably. He like, was. Yes, he was. There you go. Like put yeah. him in. He's Greek. Like put him in. Like put him I'm in fine. against Balk. Get Vasily Surlis into the first team for fuck's sake. Like somebody with a bit of energy, somebody Preach. with a motor, somebody that can run, somebody mm. with a bit of technical ability. Like somebody just, you know, so, get someone into that position. Kamara, I think, finished after today. Yeah? I don't think Kamara is going to play again. I, I saw somebody commented in the chat as well that Martin said after the game, when asked the question about why was Camarano in the squad, he said it's an internal matter. We'll be dealing with it. Yada yada yada. Um, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised to see him quarantined and left out of squads. Yeah. That's normally what happens. That's normally yeah. what happens. Yeah. Well, Vitas, we're going to let you go. We're going to get ready and close things up. Thank you so much for joining and sharing your opinions. Oh, yes, really okay, yeah. Oh, my love. Cheers, Have a mate. good one. Kalinita. And then I hope the rest of your day is better <laughs> tomorrow, today, and then it's a better day tomorrow. One final comment before we close up here uh, from St. Dem. It is funny that all the Greek teams focus all season just for that game against us. By the way, today the ref wanted us to lose so many wrong decisions against us. Look, I, I am not going to disagree that the ref today was pretty bad. There were some awful decisions, and so, I mean – so many yellow cards that should have come out that didn't, but the ref isn't the reason we lost the game today. We lost the game today because we were shit. And that's that's it. Uh, well, boys and girls, once again, before we close everything up here, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and hit the bell as well. Hit the notification button if you want to know anytime we come live, whether it's for a show like this, a post-match show, whether we do an interview, whether it's a video short, or an Olympiacos DC match. Hit the bell. It'll ring every time we're about to go live. That way you can see what's going on and become a part of the conversation or join the live stream when it happens. Help us make this the biggest red-white community, the biggest Greek football community in existence. Now, Costa, before we wrap things up here, man, do you have any closing thoughts? Well, mate, I think we pretty much did the rounds. Is it even worth doing a... Man of the match and nah, nope, I can't do it. I can't. I tried, man. Yeah. I really did. I, I, I tried to build myself up doing this, doing this episode, maybe thinking I could get the, like the wilt and I just refuse. I, cause I, yeah. one, I mean, well, the coach's grade probably wouldn't be hard, but I can't think of a player that, that even it's not worth it. Yeah, it's not. Mm. Sorry. No. It's not happening anyway. Thank you, everybody, for listening, especially if you've made it this far. This is Gate 7 International by the fans for the fans. We'll see you next time after the bout game for the Kipelo. Hopefully, it's a better time than this one is. And until then, we'll see you guys then. Oh,